How did you feel when you found out that you were going to have a son, like your first son with me? Oh man, that's, that is a good question. I was... Welcome to the Dear Son Podcast. This is a safe space where men share their fatherhood journey. These conversations are transparent and, more importantly, vulnerable. Now, because each fatherhood story is situationally nuanced, some topics are heavier than others. The commonality found amongst all the guests is a genuine desire to help and inspire other men through telling their story. And now, here's your host, Derek Johns. Derek Johns. Welcome to the Dear Son Show. It's a place where we talk about fatherhood. It's a show for fathers those with fathers and the fatherless. So nobody's excluded. Because I'm a father, it only makes sense for me to have my sons on the show. Eventually I'll have more of my children on the show as well. But we're doing some dad talk with my son. Welcome back to the show, Donovan Johns. What's good, son? I'm doing all right. How about you, dad? I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. You're well-mannered. Somebody must have taught you that pretty well. Wonder who. I wonder who too. So what do you think about... Um, what do you think about the podcast, where it is now? Are you still even watching or listening? Nah, cool, cool, cool. It's a bunch of people that don't listen, son, but that'll change it. That'll change at some point. Um, we had a conversation before, and it was very kind of introductory about you, about our relationship. I was explaining some of the things, some of the challenges that I faced uh, as your father uh, and just as being a man. So I wanted to get you back on the show uh, just kind of talk, man. We, you know, see how you're doing. Let the people know how you're doing. What's happening? What's what's going on with you? Tell them again. Tell them again. Yeah, uh, yeah. I told them your age, I think. Or maybe I didn't tell them your age. But tell them your age and your grade and, and how things going in school, man. Um, I, I'm Donovan. I'm 14. I'm in ninth grade. Things are going pretty all right at school. I got some good friends. Uh, it's pretty interesting. It's not as bad as I thought it would be, actually. So I didn't think it was gonna be bad, man. I know, I know, it's ninth grade. What was what was the scariest part before you, before the year started? Just uh, going to a new school. Yeah, whole new school. Everybody at the uh, went to the same middle school, so they mostly knew each other. So I thought I wasn't gonna sort of fit in, for lack of a better word. But it's working out now. Yeah. You think you had the, uh, you feel like you compromised anything to fit in or did you fit in by just being yourself? Just being myself. That's good, man. That's good. So how does it feel now? Almost at the end of the school year, got a few weeks left, final push. What we doing? How we, how we gonna finish the year? I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna finish off strong. I'm I don't know. Good. I don't know. I'm not convinced. You sound. I don't know. I need to hear it different, man. I said I'm going to finish off strong, okay. man. All right. Now watch your tone. Watch your tone. I still get up. I still get up. But that's good, man. I think uh, I think you've done well with some of the challenges this year. I know COVID was a big setback. And that's something that we haven't talked about is I don't even know that I talked about it when I had a guest or if I did a solo episode, just the whole going through COVID. Um and we had it at the same time, so maybe let's 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 talk about that for a little bit. What was what was your experience like? And it's weird for me because I was going through it too. But what was? Do you even remember what it was like and what it did to you? I re I do remember what it was like. So it was like 
It wasn't as bad as it could have been, and I'm thankful for that. So it was like kind of like like a fever and a cold. My, I had a headache. I was in bed. Thankfully, I wasn't throwing up or anything like serious. Uh, School-wise, it really threw me off my game because it, it sent me back two weeks and I had like trouble like getting back on track. So yeah, it was. So that was that was the worst part. Just getting back on track. Yes. Did you feel? Did it feel like you um? Were you like overwhelmed trying to get back on track? Did you feel like you could or you couldn't do it? What was that? What was that process like? Actually going through the work and working through it. I was definitely overwhelmed. Uh, I feel like my work ethic was thrown off. I wasn't. I wasn't putting in as much work as I should have been to be able to get back on track on a more reasonable time. So that was the, that was the worst part of 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 the COVID was trying to the COVID <laughs> the vid was trying to get back on track. What was what was your mindset? Did you feel like you could get through it? I felt like I wasn't doing as good as I was before it happened, and I sort of got lazy with it, mm. kind of lazy really lazy so here's an interesting thing for the uh for the listening audience to know is that i put a lot of the responsibility on the children you specifically to want to do well in school right i was raised a little bit different where like we i would get a beating if i didn't do well in school and that that worked for the sake of grades or me wanting to do something but it didn't necessarily give me the ownership of me wanting to do it for me. And I don't want you or any of your siblings to get in the habit of doing stuff just for me, because when you get to become an adult, I mean, you can go all the way through college doing stuff for me. And then you get out there in the world and realize it's not what you want. You're not happy about it. And you feel uh, a little bit of resentment. So I don't want that. It's not that you get a break from, from being responsible for your work, but I need you to know that you have to, you have to want it for you. So how do you feel about, how do you feel about that? You said you got lazy a little bit. Um, when you realize that or when something that's cause and effect, right? If you, if you're not doing well in school, the main thing that you love recreationally is what? Recreationally? Yeah. What does that mean? To, to do for fun. Uh, Either play games or basketball. Yeah. So your, your, your game system gets taken away. And again, that's not something I want to do because I, your mother and I purchased it because we felt you deserve it and we want you to enjoy it. We don't want it to be a tool for you to do well. But when it gets too distracting, it has to go. Right now, we're in that has to go window. So from getting back on track, like I said, you're almost at the end of the school year. Do you feel like You've taken enough ownership of of your life and your school responsibility to to finish out strong for you. Uh, yes, I have. I want to say more determination to do better in school than I did a couple of weeks ago, to be honest. OK, what changed? I just. I don't like to fail. Hmm. And if I fail, I get discouraged. 
and then I fail even more. So I don't want to go back down that loop of failing and then not trying so I fail again and then feel worse about myself. So when you fail, the results of failing sometimes discourage you to the point of not trying? Yes. Well, I'm proud of you for recognizing that that is a very dangerous place to place to be and it doesn't get it doesn't get any easier as you get older. You only get more responsibilities. And the thing about that is having more responsibilities doesn't necessarily mean you're responsible. Right. So even in in corporate world and in any other industry, there are people that have big titles and big responsibilities doesn't mean they're actually responsible and fit for their actual work. And it'll, it'll always tell on you. So I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you're taking ownership of that. Um, how, how do you think it's going to help you next year? You're ninth grade now. The school year is going to fly by. Pretty soon you'll be making decisions about the next level of education or the next thing you want to do, what lessons do you think you'll take from, from this year, this experience, this COVID, this recovery that are going to prepare you next year to not fall off? It's a hard question. Yeah, I, I ask pretty good question. I think I need to surround myself sometimes with better people because I get, I can get distracted easily in class. That's one thing. So is it, is it, is it, are the people, um, they don't have good intent or they're just not, they're, they're not disciplined either. Like are these, these bad individuals with bad character or is it all of y'all are knuckleheads at this stage in life and it's easy to get distracted if you're around other knuckleheads? Yes. Okay. Right. Well, being a knucklehead is a choice, man. It really is a choice, but uh, like I said, and I hope, I really want to see you take the ownership because I want you to have, I want you to have a great, a great life. It doesn't mean there's going to be, there's not going to be trials, but I got to, my job is to make sure you have the tools and the resources and you know how to access them as life presents these challenges to you, man. So that's the takeaway. But this isn't just about me lecturing you. I heard you got some questions for me. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking about earlier, and since nobody's watching this podcast, I must not be the greatest at it. So let's let's see how let's see how great you are. You'll need your you'll need your notes. You got it on top of your head. Uh, my first question is, how did you feel when you found out that you were going to have a son, like your first son, with me? Oh man, that's that is a good question. I was I was really excited because there were two girls first, and I only had one sibling, an older sister, your aunt CJ. So I wasn't, I never thought about a big family because I never experienced it. I would have been fine if it was, I'm fine with what we have. I appreciate what we have. At that time, if, if Imani was a boy, the second one, it had been one and one. And, and that had been cool for me because that's what I was used to. And I didn't have any other perspective that your mom had two siblings and she was the oldest. I was also the youngest, but I definitely, I was excited to know that you were coming because I needed some male energy in the house. Having girls first threw me off. Like you said, it threw me off because I didn't feel like I could discipline them physically because I just, I'm not a fan of uh, men putting their hands on women. Even in the context of that, I had some, 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 uh, some issues with that. And then I felt like I was being way too soft with them. Unfortunately, 
when you came along, I kind of went the other way. Like I was anxious to be to be rough with it and, and, and be able to talk and talk sternly and all those kinds of things. Um, so I was I was really excited. I had a lot to learn about it. It felt more natural because you can be the best father in the world, but you can't mimic the experience of the opposite sex, having never been it. So just like your mom can't understand what it is for you to be a boy and to grow into a man, I can't understand what it is for them to be girls. So I was I was super excited, man, to have a uh, to have a son. And I also thought that was it. You number three. All right. Now, yeah, very wrong. <laughs> now you, you went from being the youngest like me, which we had in common, to now you're the middle child, which I don't actually understand at all. Okay, it's, a, it's not a question I wrote. I just thought of it. Did you and mom want to have more kids? No, we never discussed it. We never discussed it. We took precautions um, to prevent it. Like, uh, what's it called? Um, birth control. And as soon as your mom, as we, we made a decision for her to get off of the birth control that she was on, Eden was conceived in like two months. Like, just like that. So we, it, it wasn't even a conversation about did we want any more. We knew we didn't want them immediately, hence the, the birth control. But number four kind of forced the, the discussion. It, it was, we weren't going to undo it. But um, no, nah, like I said, I never, I couldn't even fathom what it would be like to have a big family. And I was scared. Like I was, fatherhood scared me to a degree. And then to do that, two kids, three kids, four kids, five kids, it's a lot. Do you feel that you are comfortable with the way your life is right now? D today, yes, right? Probably a couple of months ago, I was really stressed out about it. But the one thing that I've learned, and it sounds, it sounds like the right thing to say, but it's really true for me, I can say at this stage, is if I am going to defer and my problems and trust in God, I can't also be worried. And I can't also demonstrate that for my children that are looking that, that that's okay or that's how it works. Now, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have challenges. Like, I don't even know if you, if I don't even think we had a, a real discussion about my situation at work. My company got bought a couple of months ago and my position, I don't know if it's going to stay or go, but I'm not worried about it. Um, that's why you see us doing other things, generating business to have something where we don't have to ask somebody for employment. That's another thing that your mother and I are intentionally about showing you. And I feel like I'm comfortable now, but I wasn't comfortable where we were in that process. I think we should be further along, but everything happens in God's time. And so I just got to trust that. But I'm I've matured a lot over the last since COVID. I matured a lot because it forced me to slow down. All right. I got another one. Do you feel like there's still stuff that you could do better as a father? And if you do, then what are they? Yes, I still hesitate to express my feelings in real time to you and the kids. Sometimes I, I, I'm sure I still look frustrated about things and I need to do a better job of explaining what that is and not just leave you guys to think, am I frustrated with you or did you do something wrong? 
So I'm still, I'm still struggling, still struggling with that. Um, sometimes I don't, I don't address things as quickly as I need to. So I need to do a much better job of that so that it doesn't, the longer it lingers, the more frustrated I get. And then it comes across as like an outburst. I'm trying to be more mindful of my tone. Um, and again, it doesn't excuse you from, or any of your, your siblings from, from not suffering consequences for your actions. But yeah, I'm, I'm still working on my tone and my tolerance. Is that all I have for that question? I mean, what? You, right. is, this, is this your show or is it my show? It's our show. It's my show right now. I'm probably going to edit that out because you don't, you can't see how that looked. So you probably thought it was much cooler. All right. My next question is, what knowledge do you think that, valuable knowledge that you think that you could pass down to me as a father? Great question. You are my son. You are my son. <laughs> I would say, I want you to know that everything is possible. Everything is not easy, but everything is possible. I want you to be able to make decisions around creating a lifestyle around things that you enjoy, that are meaningful and impactful, so that um, your work life doesn't have to be as stressful uh, as mine had, as I allowed mine to be. I was chasing money and promotions and I wasn't really connected uh, or passionate about what I was doing. I was, I was good, I'm good at it, which is great. And you wanna leverage those skills, but um, I wish I was way more intentional about enjoying something and figuring out how to make a life around that. So I, I definitely want you to be able to create opportunities for yourself. I want to be able to provide you opportunities, but I want you to also be responsible with those respons with those opportunities so that if you decide to have children at some point, that you'll be able and capable of passing on that information to them. Because to me, that's what legacy is, 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 is creating a system of opportunities, but also making sure that you have the information and the skills and abilities to manage those opportunities to keep creating more opportunities for generations to come. That was good, bro. That's, that's way more than what you let on. Way more than what you let on. You're trying to be cool. That was a great answer. Mm -hmm. I'd like to thank me. What are some insecurities that you feel like you should communicate? Ooh. I am insecure about our financial future. I've been good and I've been blessed to earn. I haven't done all the right things with the earnings to set us up. So I feel like this, this sense of pressure still to earn more faster, find, I keep saying opportunities, but that I'm insecure about how I position us financially. Anything else? I'm still insecure asking some people for help and to get where I want to be and to have the success that I want, it takes a team. And for a long time, I haven't been, that hasn't been my style. I, I don't, I don't like giving people the opportunity to disappoint me, but I had to change my perspective on what that looks like, right? 
it's not so much giving people opportunity to, to disappoint me. It's giving people the right people the opportunity to support and weeding the ones that don't want to support out. Both things are equally important and valuable to me. Knowing who has my back, not knowing, you know, knowing who doesn't have my back. I need to know both. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still a little insecure asking people, even sometimes just to be on the podcast. All right. Last one, man. Make it big. Or was that your last one? That was not my last one. Okay. Am I on a time crunch? I don't want the pressure to be on you, you know. All right. So what are some, I want to say moral rules or moral things that I should follow as a man growing up? Uh, respect your mother, respect your sisters, respect women, period. All right. Don't assume anything about a woman, ask. No means no, no matter when you hear it. You're getting to an age and a stage where I'm sure sex and thoughts of that are, you're curious about it. And um, that is not the playground to find out uh, by force or by coercion. Uh, Those things are very key and critical especially in the age that we're living in now where there's no time to correct your generation. Everything goes viral quick. Any mistake that you make, people are, are waiting to, to, to pounce on it. So it's not that you can't or won't make mistakes, but there are some things you got to avoid at all costs. And in and, enforcing and yourself on a woman can't do it. Can't do it. No matter what she said before, no matter what you feel the energy is, no is absolutely no. The other thing is, man, your word needs to mean something. There may be points in your life where your word is all you have and that will form relationships that may help you at certain stages, right? Because your word, when I was growing up, well, they say your word is your bond. That means that is, that's like a security. That's like almost better than, it's better than money in a lot of cases. So make make good on make good on your word and get good at figuring out who's around you. You know, one thing I hate is, is, is y'all not being aware of your circumstances. But you always need to make sure that you're evaluating people frequently that you're around. You said that earlier. So mm-hmm. I think that, that's a that's a pretty good start. Trust God. Have a relationship with God for yourself. That's one thing that I didn't do. I was very good. My family was very good at traditions and not to say that my parents didn't have it, but all I had was the traditions. I didn't really invest in a relationship with God early. Those are some really good uh, moral things. Yeah, I agree. Because a lot of people lack the, uh, the respect and the sort of moral high ground to uh, be a good person. I also want to know do you think our relationship, like me and you, our emotional relationship, our connection has changed since the last time I've been on the podcast? I think it has a little bit because I've been intentional about um, how I talk to you. I still got work to do. Um, I am struggling with your consistency to do stuff. Take out the trash. Do this. Do this. It's like you're not focused all the time. And that makes me frustrated. So I, th- I think it's improved a little bit. Um, definitely has some, definitely got some work to do. What are your thoughts on that? I think 
I'm more comfortable talking to you. That's a, that's a win for me. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I feel like you've opened up a little bit more. Like you have more substance, more personality. Because I, I used to, when I was younger, I used to think you just barely talked. Like I did not know your personality, to be honest, mm. when I was younger. But now, you're like a person now. I'm a, I'm a whole person? Mm-hmm. Whole person. Uh, thank you, I, I guess. Yeah. Any, anything else I need to work on? Or? I feel like we still don't do stuff together as much as we should. I agree. I agree. Next step, we'll fix that. Next conversation, that'll be fixed. All right. Well, we got to wrap it up, son. Um, I definitely appreciate this interrogation. I mean, this conversation, it's been good. Mm-hmm. It's, good to, it's good to hear your perspective through your questions. And I'm, I'm really proud of who you're becoming. And like I said, you got some work to do. I got some work to do. So let's keep doing the work. Good? You good. Appreciate you, man. The Dear Son Podcast is produced by D. John's Live Studios. All rights reserved. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.